Hello, welcome to Living Life. My name is David and it's always a pleasure sharing God's Word with you. I think one of the pitfalls or one of the dangers that we face uh, as Christians is we often forget God is the creator of all things. Uh, we forget that He is present in every aspect of our lives, whether it be at church, whether it be in society, whether it be uh, in our families, or even at workplace. We have a tendency to kind of separate everything and, you know, uh, divide things into little boxes. And, you know, we think that, okay, I go to church, God is certainly there, but what about at my workplace? You know, we kind of tend to separate everything. And when we do that, we often forget that God is the creator of all things. God is not something that, uh, uh, God is not someone that we only feel and see at church on Sundays, but He's with us in every part of our lives, and that is something that we must remember. So let's get into today's text, and let's see why it's important to remember that. Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 12 through 25. But God made the earth by His power. He founded the world by His wisdom and stretched out the heavens by His understanding. When He thunders, the waters in the heavens roar. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from His storehouses. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. The images he makes are a fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. He who is the portion of Jacob is not like these, for he is the maker of all things, including Israel, the people of his inheritance. The Lord Almighty is his name. Gather up your belongings to leave the land, you who live under siege. For this is what the Lord says, At this time I will hurl out those who live in this land. I will bring distress on them so that they may be captured. Woe to me because of my injury. My wound is incurable. Yet I said to myself, This is my sickness and I must endure it. My tent is destroyed. All its ropes are snapped. My children are gone from me and are no more. No one is left now to pitch my tent or to set up my shelter. The shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord, so they do not prosper, and all their flock is scattered. Listen, the report is coming, a great commotion from the land of the north. It will make the towns of Judah desolate, a haunt of jackals. Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. Discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure, not in your anger, or you will reduce me to nothing. Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the peoples who do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob. They have devoured him completely and destroyed his homeland. Yesterday we ended off with uh, verse 11. It said, Tell them this, These gods who did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. And verse 12 it begins with saying that God made the earth by His power and He founded 
the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. And it's such an important thing that we must remember is that God created everything that we see here on earth and up in the heavens and he created us, he created the heavens and the earth and once we began, uh, once we begin to uh, forget that fact, I think everything crumbles around us. Um, you know, again, one of the pitfalls is, you know, we, car- uh, we kind of put God into these little boxes and we tend to forget that he is, uh, his presence is everywhere. And I think it's a reminder to us, um, what are the things that are in our hearts? Uh, what are the idols that we have uh, place in our hearts that's far more important than God because once you start building idols in your uh, in your hearts you begin to forget that God is the creator of all things one of the you know one of the the texts that I really like in the Bible is Job chapter 38 and I just want to read a little verse for you um, it's Job 38 verses 2 to 4 Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I'll question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. So pretty much um, after Job, uh, he pours out his heart to God and, you know, he tells God of all the suffering that he went through and how, you know, it was kind of unfair and all that. God counters Job's argument with this simple statement, where were you when I laid out the foundations of the earth? And when we look in Genesis chapter 1, you know, we know that the God, uh, we know that our God created uh, the heavens and the earth in six days and on the seventh seventh day he rested. And we kind of get a sense that he made everything magically appear out of thin air. You know, Um, he said something and bam, everything kind of came into fruition, came into existence. But Job 38, and even here in Jeremiah, we kind of get a brief glimpse of uh, how much God plans everything and uh, how he made everything so meticulously and so carefully and how he planned everything out. And it says he measured everything down to the exact measurement. And, you know, we see this all around us, God's intelligent design, how he purposefully created um, uh, the heavens and the earth and even us. He knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. He knew uh, exactly how many hair that we had in our hair. He knew our names. And we we have this God who knew us intimately. And he, he made everything that we see all around us. But the Israelites, they forgot about that. They forgot about uh, um, this awesome and amazing God who made everything. Yet they started believing in false idols. Uh, Verse 14 says, Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. The images he makes are fraud. They have no breath in them. And it it kind of baffles God. How can my people, these people that I've chosen, how can they worship gods that they made with their own hands? You know, they they cut down the, the tree and from this wood, they adorn it with gold and silver. And they're offering sacrifices. They're bound down to this. And in God's perspective, this doesn't make any sense at all. And he's telling his people, I brought you out of Egypt. I split the Red Sea. I led you guys by the cloud and I kept you guys safe at night through uh, the fire. And 
How can you guys forget that? I fed you in the wilderness. I led you to the promised land. And he's telling his people to turn back and remember. Remember that I am, God, I am the, the, the Lord your God. I've created everything that you see all around us. But the problem is in verse 21, it says the shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord and they do not prosper and their flock is scattered. scattered. Even the leaders, uh, whether it be political or religious leaders, they didn't turn to God. Uh, as leaders, as appointed shepherds of the flock, they should have, uh, they should have been in the forefront leading the people back to God, but instead they themselves were lost and they didn't inquire of the Lord. They kind of relied on their own uh, knowledge, their own experience, their own background, and they failed to turn back to God. And because of that, God promises the Israelites that there is going to be judgment. Uh, my wrath uh, is going to be upon you guys. And uh, chapter 10, it ends with Jeremiah's prayer and it says, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. Discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure, not in your anger or you'll reduce me to nothing. So we hear uh, Jeremiah's final plea to God to, to be merciful upon his people. Uh, tomorrow we'll examine um, what it means to honor our covenant with God and why it's important to keep that covenant. So let's go in time of prayer. I think the biggest uh, takeaway from today's text is recognizing that God is everywhere, that His presence is all around us, and once we forget that, once we, uh, once we uh, force God into a box, uh, once we become Sunday Christians, and once we uh, kind of conceive in our hearts that that uh, God is not present in our family, God is not present in our society, God is not present in our workforce, we reduce God to this once a week genie in a bottle that uh, we rub when we need something. But we need to recognize the omnipotence of God, the uh, God's greatness, and He's an almighty God who created literally everything that we see. And once we dwell upon this fact, we're able to praise Him, we're able to honor Him, and we are just in awe of His presence. So my prayer is that we, that we may be more aware of God's presence in our lives, that He literally created everything all around us. And once uh, we stop being you know, Sunday Christians, once we rely on God's Word every single day of our lives and we recognize that we're weak and we're in that much need of His grace, I think our whole uh, a view on things will change. Our whole view on the way we live our lives, the way we are in our workplace and in our family will drastically change and we won't make the same mistake that the Israelites did by making their own idols with their hands. So let's go into time of prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the word you have given us today. Uh, as you have declared to the Israelites that you are the true God, that you're not a God that is not made by human hands, but you are the God who has made the heavens and the earth, and you're calling to your people to turn back to Him. I pray that um, if we have forgotten that you're the Almighty God who has created everything that we see, I pray that we may be more aware of your presence in our lives. I pray that we may not just uh, put you in a box, 
safe and sound uh, to only open on Sundays, but I pray that every day in our lives that we may just praise you, that we may recognize you, that we may give you the honor so that we may live as true Christians, uh, that we may uh, shine our light, that we may be the salt and light in this world. We thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see Jesus.